Vox Quick Hits. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joe Biden doesn't sound like Bernie Sanders on the economy, but he doesn't really sound like Barack Obama either. Or even Joe Biden, really. For a guy who ran as a moderate in the 2020 primary, some of what he's proposing is really not. The way Biden and many Democrats are talking about the economy right now is pretty different from the past. They're worried about the government undershooting its response to the COVID crisis, not overshooting it. We can't do too much here. We can do too little. We can do too little and sputter. Bosses Alan Nelson and I recently got into how Biden learned to go big on the economy. The pandemic has had a big impact on the economy, and so it would make sense that the response would be big, too. But Biden ran as a moderate, and he hasn't really been the go-big type of guy until now. So, Ella, what's changed here? Yeah, so, I mean, I think that the the thing that really shifted Biden's thinking on this was the coronavirus and the resulting really scary economic plunge that we saw happen, you know, right at the beginning uh, when the coronavirus started. So many people lost their jobs so quickly. You know, certainly a lot of those jobs have come back, but there are still millions of Americans unemployed. And I think, you know, over the summer um, and more recently, had t- I had talked to a lot of Biden's advisors. And the thing that I think really made an impression on him was the fact that, you know, he was around in the Obama administration. Obviously, he was Obama's vice president. And he was very familiar with implementing the Obama stimulus back in 2009. And I think that he was really struck by the fact that so many Americans are just one financial crisis away from, you know, losing all of their savings and and having no safety net. And so when he thought about trying to kind of push his stimulus package, he wanted to get a lot of people to the point where, you know, they wouldn't be one financial crisis away from being completely destitute. Um, And he really wanted to kind of bolster the economy for future downturns and and future recessions, whether they're caused by a housing crisis or a, a COVID pandemic. So one thing you do hear Democrats say a lot, getting back to the 2009 thing that you brought up, is that they feel like they undershot it on the response to the recession then. They thought they were going to get two bites at the apple, opportunities to do more stimulus, more relief, and they didn't. And they don't want to make that same mistake again. So I'm curious, when you talk to Democrats, 
do they talk about the lessons that they learned back then? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you put it perfectly. You know, they thought that they were going to be able to have another chance to go back for more stimulus, and they didn't. The thing that they were basically able to pass was an $800 billion package, which is much smaller than what Biden is proposing now, especially if you put it in context with the trillions that has already been passed under the Trump administration for for COVID relief. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that the big lesson here for a lot of Democrats was go big when you have the opportunity. And because that opportunity just might not come up again. So one thing that you hear Biden also talking about a lot of Democrats is it's not time to think about the deficit. Interest rates are low. It's it's an OK time to add to the deficit to really spend. Do Democrats just not care about deficits at all anymore? Yeah, there's been a huge shift in thinking, you know, from a lot of different sides of the party. You know, Joe Biden, like you said, he's not Bernie Sanders. He's not a super lefty guy. He's always been kind of in the middle of the party. A lot of people have said that he's very good at kind of reading the room and sort of taking the temperature of wherever the party's at and maybe kind of going over to what what's popular. But um, I think that the big difference between 2009 and now is that in 2009, there were a lot more moderate Democrats in the Senate and a lot of people that were concerned about not adding too much to the national debt. And that really constrained, you know, Democratic ambitions on the stimulus back then and, and also constrained a number of things on Obamacare and health care reform and, and other things like that. There are certainly still deficit hawks within the Democratic Party. There are deficit hawks within the Biden administration. But I think that there's a combination of the the fact that interest rates are really low right now. But also, Democrats saw that when Republicans had unified control of Congress and the White House back in 2017, you know, they used reconciliation to pass uh, over a trillion dollars in tax cuts, which added a ton to the national deficit. So I think that the thinking from Democrats is, you know, why not? Like, Republicans did it. They were hypocritical. If we can do this and have it be low interest rates um, and there's a better chance for us to pay it back later, but we can also do big things like COVID relief or infrastructure, then why not just do it? Right. Especially, I guess, Democrats would say the tax cuts benefited corporations and wealthy people, right? So what's the reason to not help more average people right now by spending? Yeah, and that is exactly like the line that you're hearing from people in the Biden administration and also members of Congress is, you know, the the if we add to the deficit, it's going to be in the benefit of working people, not big corporations. Mm-hmm. Well, the Democratic Party and Biden are certainly more progressive than in recent past or even you would have thought during the primary. Obviously, there are some ways that progressives want them to push harder and push more. Where are some of the fault lines starting to emerge here? I think one of the biggest ones that we're seeing right off the bat is over the $15 minimum wage, um, which is actually something that, you know, Biden included in his first COVID stimulus bill, although he is kind of leaving it up to the Senate and the Senate parliamentarian to decide if it actually can be passed through reconciliation. But that's where you're seeing a big, especially in Congress, like a, a big divide between Senator Bernie Sanders, who is now the head of the budget committee, so he wields a lot of influence and power. He's pushing very hard for the $15 minimum wage to be included in this COVID 
stimulus bill. But then you have folks like Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia, a very conservative Democrat in the Senate, who are not interested in the $15 minimum wage. One vote really matters on these things. Democrats need 51 votes to pass this bill via reconciliation. And so Manchin's vote really matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking to uh, someone on the budget committee about the minimum wage, and they were like, you know, we'd like to have it, but also it'd be nice if the president would kind of stop saying it's probably not going to happen anyway, <laughs> which I think makes sense. Yeah, Biden definitely definitely has a reputation for kind of uh, saying more maybe than his aides want him to. <laughs> and he's had that reputation all of his life. But yeah, I think that as far as the messaging goes, sometimes he can be a little more freewheeling than they want him to. So I guess is the big takeaway here, Democrats are worried about going too small. And so they're just going to go too big until whenever? I mean, is there going to be a follow-up package to this COVID relief bill? Yeah, there is going to be a follow-up package. It's probably going to be a big infrastructure bill. And there is also a good chance that that bill gets passed through reconciliation, like the same way that this current COVID bill is is making its way through Congress. I mean, we don't know yet exactly what the number is going to be for the infrastructure bill, but it could be anywhere from 2 to $3 trillion. So, you know, we're talking trillion with a T, not billion with a B. So, I mean, yeah, I think that for now, Democrats still kind of have their foot on the gas pedal and they want to go big in the beginning. And we'll see what that does with their political goodwill, certainly with Republicans on Capitol Hill. But I think that they have this opportunity and they are definitely trying to seize it right off the bat. I keep forgetting that there's going to be a second package, but I guess we're still figuring out what that is. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm excited about. I know. (laughs) Can't wait for infrastructure week. It will finally happen. Yes, it will. Well, well, thanks for chatting. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Ellen Nilsson is a White House reporter at Vox. You can find her on Twitter at Ella underscore Nilsson. Find more from Vox in the Vox Quick Hits feed wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>